You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Hey, it's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are going back to the 11th Doctor era, and we are looking at the curse of the Black Spot. That's right, folks. It is going to be a very interesting episode, and a lot of there's a lot of different levels on this one. You know, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's going to be real interesting where this fits in Doctor Who chronology, where it fits in in the Matt Smith era, and also what's going on with different characters on different levels. And it'll be very interesting to do, and we've got a great crew to talk all about it. And we have a new person with us tonight. Let's welcome to the show the fifth doctor herself, Emily Michedick. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Good. And I, I met you at South Carolina Comic Con a couple months ago, and you had one of the most amazing homemade fifth doctor costumes I have ever seen. And it was pretty awesome to, you know, get to talk to you a little bit. And when I put out a call for people for this episode, I think your dad volunteered you pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Do you want to tell everyone, you know, tell everyone a little bit about your Doctor Who fandom? Why the fifth Doctor, you know, and everything? It's I'm very curious about that. Okay. Well... The only reason why I decided to do the fifth Doctor like costume and why I decided to make it was because I really just thought the whole design of it was interesting and I like I feel like the character and the personality of the fifth Doctor also goes very well along with the whole costume. <laughs> and Sure. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome and I was impressed cuz you made the costume yourself all the way down to the striped pants and everything. And it, it was pretty cool. And, you know, when I, we started talking about Doctor Who, it's like, this girl knows Doctor Who. This is pretty awesome and everything. Well, we are so glad to have you aboard. Um, if you want to tell everyone, you know, are you're 14 years old and I think you live in South Carolina, right? Yes. Okay. Don't look horrified. We're not going to give your phone number or anything. Out there. So it's awesome. And 
just, you know, welcome aboard. We're very excited to have you here. Well, thanks. And everything. <laughs> we also have returning to the show, Jerry Chandler's back. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good, Jerry. And it's been actually quite some time since we've actually sat down and talked with you. <laughs> yeah. I keep having problems. It's got the past few years where I keep having to miss cons. <clears throat> well, you know, life has a silly way of getting in the way with that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, with what you've gone through and a lot of other people have gone through, I could totally understand that. And, you know, but it's great to see you again, my friend. Well, I was glad to be uh, asked on, so. So, exactly. When you've said, hey, I can do that, I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I pushed I'm, like four, four other people away. No, you can't. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm actually off duty for a change on a recording night. <laughs> That's even better. That is even better. So it's pretty cool. And, of course, we have our regulars with us. Returning to the show, of course, is Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. And Ms. Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. This is going to be a fun one, I think, to talk about. And this is, you know, Matt at some of his finest work, you know, and he's he's just awesome. And he's just so goofy and need to do and we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com let us know what you guys thought about this episode did you guys like it did you not and if you get to have a chance please subscribe to our show we're on itunes stitcher spotify google amazon you name it earthstation who is there and if you get a chance please also give us five stars if you didn't like the show still give us five stars in spite you know, just give it to us. We like five stars on the show. It's a good thing. You know, you've heard of five guys. We're five stars. This is the best way to do it. So please definitely help support the network and the shows by supporting our ESO Patreon, which you can do for as little as a dollar a month. And you get shows early. You get exclusive material. And you know what, folks? It's just great to help out other folks. And, you know, ESO Network totally needs it. I looked at our books the other day. We totally need it. Trust me. It's um, really nice. And you know what? We help, like giving back to you guys. And we have you know new shows coming your way. We have new episodes of some of the podcasts that are exclusive to Patreon. And you know what, folks? We just want to say thank you to for supporting. You too can help support the ESO Network by going to patreon.com slash ESO Network simple as 25 cents a week you too can help support us and that's only a dollar a month folks that's not too shabby but we have levels all the way up to the 15 dollar level and you know what i saw one of our friends podcasts today who started a patreon he's doing a 50 dollar level you know what i think you know we need to aim higher on the show. I really <laughs> think we need to so i think we've been you know giving it to you guys for way too little of free you know but we love talking about Doctor Who, and there's a lot coming up, and there's a lot of rumors and everything out there, and we're not going to talk about any of those rumors. You, could, If you want to go online, you could see tons of pictures of David Tennant on set of, you know, Catherine Tate and even Wilf. It's pretty awesome to see the pictures of them, and we're all excited. And, you know, rumors going about how many episodes are going to be for a 60th anniversary are there going to be there's rumors now going around that there's going to be specials in the next year after you know introducing the 14th doctor before the 60th anniversary special so i don't know what to believe i don't go by rumors 
you shouldn't either, you know. And I, but I do think the rumor of Jody regeneration, regenerating into David Tennant, not going to happen. That I can almost say is a no go, folks. That's and that's it. True. For, and that's it for Doctor Who news right now because there's not much more out yeah. there. Since there since there's no news though, I'm kind of curious. Since we have uh, you know two fans on joining us uh, in Emily and Jerry, I'm kind of curious where they're at as far as what's going on with Doctor Who right now. If they if they are happy about the the changes that are happening, if uh, how they feel about it. Um, uh, I guess we'll start with you, Emily. How how do you feel about Doctor Who right now? Well, I mean, I'm not too sure about it because I have this one friend who thinks it's. Not for the actual series, but for a spinoff. Mm. And he's thinking that this other Rose that they have, that they've casted, is for that spinoff show that they believe is going to happen. And I'm kind of wondering if that's what it is going to be, just a spinoff show. And they're just making it seem like it's going to be a part of the the main show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is this is this the first time you've gone through regeneration well yeah it has it's the first <laughs> that's why that's wild man <laughs> yeah i remember my first oh regeneration <laughs> it was awesome i think it was it was tom baker turning into peter davison yeah, the yeah. Fifth doctor yeah that's how that's how old we are we are <laughs> yeah, we're, we're ancient <laughs> that was so. probably mine too fourth and fifth yeah yeah, it was definitely mine. What about you, Jerry? What What's your opinions of what's going on with Doctor Who? Cautious optimism. Um, looking, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to Russell T. Davis coming back in. Uh, he at least starts good. Got that strength. So hopefully the, the start of his time will be fairly strong. It's a good actor for the Doctor. I, I think this guy can pull it off wonderfully. Um, I'm a little disappointed because I was kind of hoping the announcement would be Joe Martin just to completely upend everything. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, uh, <clears throat> she was a during her episodes. I oh, she was. I agree with that. I, I would love to have seen her get a, a longer run at some point with the character. I agree. There's nothing I'm, I'm disagreeing with that one. But from what both either of you guys have actually yeah. said, you know. But yeah. Cautious optimism is is where I'm at. I'm just I'm concentrate on the writing and the stories more. Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. please. <laughs> All of us agree on that one. All in favor? No. <laughs> so it's, we can it's, have a spinoff. Jim Martin would be a great spinoff. Oh, she would be amazing. Oh yeah, as the renegade doctor, that would yeah. be very cool. And you know. Still got my theories, and I know, you know, good old uh, showrunner of the gods not um, yeah. will not um, let us down for the ending of Jody's run. Yeah, right. Okay. So. <laughs> wow. We <laughs> bashed him before he even really started the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've started the episode as long as I say howdy and welcome to the show. You know, it's, it starts. It's, it's, it's howdy, welcome to the show, curse you, Jim Mills. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. Exactly. Exactly. Although, you know, like I said, some people are probably digging what he's been doing. Um, mm. So. Now, there's been some good stuff, and, you know, he, out of his era, you can make a couple different spinoffs that would be amazing, 
in or anything. And I still would love to see a episode of, of spinoff, even if it's big finish or something with, um, Dan Yaz and professor Jericho, I think mm-hmm. would be, Oh uh, yeah, that would be fun. That would be an amazing spinoff series. And, or even, you know, like you said, Joe Martin's doctor, and we are. Well, we getting, already know she's doing big finish. She's doing big finish, yeah. but so is the master. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you're you're going to get that too. So, I'll I'll give Chibnall some credit on something. And oh, okay, un- hold on, we'll, we'll, we'll make trumpeting noises or something. <laughs> oh yeah. no, no, no! It's 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 credit, but it's kind of backhanded credit. Oh, okay. Um, and only some people are going to get this reference. I think Chibnall's big strength is his greatest weakness. He is. Fantastic, constant man, but he really gets off the rails when it comes to actually doing it. Um, he 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 needs. He's basically the Doctor Who version of Vince Russo. Hmm. He needed a hand to control him and rein him in, or cut him loose in the right direction. I get that, Evans. Oh yeah, so do I. So. It'll be very interesting to see how he ends it. And, you know, Emily, did you like um, the Jody as the doctor? Uh, it, was, it was okay. No. Wasn't my favorite. Okay. Who do you consider your favorite doctor? Well, of the modern series, it would be the 12th doctor. Oh, really? Peter Capaldi's doctor. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Very cool. And out of the classic series, can I take a guess? <laughs> um, actually, it would be probably the seventh. Really? Sylvester McCoy? <laughs> yeah. D- did you get to meet him at South Carolina? Yes. yes. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And he, he is such a nice guy. And he was, he, if he became my favorite doctor of the classic era too. So I agree with you on that one. So it's very cool. That is cool, and you know, do you would, do you want to see any of the companions stay with the new Doctor, or do you want to see them come, anyone come back? Um, well, it would be kind of cool if Ace returned, because... Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she can see some Daleks with some baseball bats. <laughs> would be kind of cool. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we, have, we have Ace coming up in the next special, right? That's true, and Tegan. And Ace and Tegan. So, yeah. so, and supposedly some other ones too, but that's the rumors. And then we don't talk about those. So it's okay. No, no, no. We don't talk about that. So it's awesome. So I guess we talked more a little bit about Dr. Who news than we, I was actually originally planning on it. <laughs> so let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. And we are going to be talking all about the curse of the black Spirits. I'm 
Mark McCray, the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. And if you're not listening to our podcast, then you're missing out on amazing interviews with Larry Houston, Tom Tatawanovich, Keone Young, Michael Swanigan, Ned Hastings, Bill Gallier, Dan Gilvazan, Rob Lamb, and so many others. Kick back and let Dan Clink and I peel back the curtain on the animation industry. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast can be found on the ESO Network and all podcasting platforms. Or does nobody actually say that? She's here. A demon out there in the ocean. She leaves a mark on men's skin. There is a monster aboard. Mount the ship! Welcome back to Earth Station Who. Now it's time to go back to May the 7th, 2011. Wow. That's wow. 11 years ago, almost exactly, folks. And we are going to be talking all about The Curse of the Black Spot and written by Stephen Thompson and directed by Jeremy Webb. And, of course, executive producers of Stephen Moffat. So it's pretty cool. We got some good stuff going on here. And this is right, this takes place right after. The uh, moon story with Doctor Who where, you know, you see the doctor get killed by the astronaut. So this is, you know, right in the heart of a really amazing series. And f then after this, it's followed by the doctor's wife, which is also another amazing story. So you've got some great stuff around it. And I think this is part of the greatness that it is. And like I said earlier in the show, this episode has many different levels to it. You know, you first think it's just a basic pirate story, but then it's so much more talking about interdimensional beings and, you know, you know, basically multiverse even, you could say. And it's pretty awesome. And, you know, I remember watching this when it first came out and I had liked it, and but it wasn't my favorite. And I watched it again right before we recorded tonight, and I realized how awesome this episode was on on so many different levels, with between the relationship between Amy and Rory, Amy and the Doctor, and then of course you know the whole thing with the, the different pirates, and you know you had Henry Avery who was actually a true a real life character, and you know so it was pretty cool, and. You also got a hint of the eye patch lady too, you know, yes. Francis Barber. So it was pretty cool in different levels. So let's go to the, our newbie who this is her first time, you know, seeing this. Emily, what were your initial thoughts on this one? Um, it reminded me of the book Treasure Island. I could see that very much so. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. With the stowaway and, you know, that's pretty cool. And Long John Silver and, yeah, I could see that very much so. Have you seen, you know, any other pirate stories or anything? Like any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies or anything? No. Okay. So that's something you have to look forward to because kind of has that kind of feel to it also. So, but definitely. And did you like this? Did you like the story in general? Did it move for you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. 
it was kind of interesting because just some of the things that happened at the end were I I wasn't really expecting to happen like the siren I wasn't expecting to be a nurse and that it turned out they were all being sent to a hospital I was kind of surprised by that that's why it was coming after them anytime they got wounded or even scratched the uh wonderful uh siren came after them and tried to heal them but they didn't know how to she didn't know how she knew how to innovate them but she didn't know how to heal them which is just really interesting jerry what about you your thoughts on this um i had a similar reaction to what you said i i think this episode is one of those ones that i call like a come around episode because everybody sees it kind of goes okay yeah whatever and then when they see it again later it's that they sort of come around to getting the episode more and it's like, Oh yeah, no, I, I, I like that one. That one was better than I remember. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was kind of my reaction to it. And then, <clears throat> um, and I think some of that is what you had mentioned. It was right after like uh, day of the moon, you had these two really heavy episodes and they ended sort of on a cliffhanger with the child, you know, I'm dying, but I can fix it. Regeneration, and everybody's waiting for where are we going from there? Where are we and they you don't served get us it. up. You don't. Get yeah, it. they served us. They served us up a palate cleanser to kind of break the dark before we go into um, uh, 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 father and and the the all the the stories of the dead uh, time lords. Uh, on that particular planet and then into the flesh. It was kind of, I think looking back on it, it was needed. You needed that there to kind of break that a little bit. So the rest of the stuff had more impact. The story in and of itself, um, I really like it. It's Once you watch it a few times, you realize how much stuff is actually in there. And then there's just all the fun stuff about it. So it's, 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 a much more solid episode than I think a lot of people talk about it. Agreed. Agreed very much so. Mary, what about you? I, this is also when I first saw this, I was not as impressed <laughs> as when I saw it later. Uh, and I think it does kind of unfairly suffer in comparison to the other episodes around it because they're, they just have a sort of a heavier drama that kind of sticks with you more than this. This is more of a comedic episode. Um, I will say, I think the first part, this is very starkly divided into two pieces on the pirate ship and on the spaceship. And I think the parts on the pirate ship work better than the parts on the spaceship. I'm not saying the spaceship doesn't work at all, but it just, um, I don't know. It almost seems a little bit like an afterthought. Maybe they needed to spend a little more time there. They don't really develop the siren very much. Um, but the pirate ship part is really fun. <laughs> I mean, they, they're having a great time. Uh, Amy's having a great time. Uh, Karen Gillan's even doing some of her own stunt, stunts in this, and it shows. And she's, she's and um, uh, you know, she, the relationship between her and Rory and the li- relationship between the doctor and her and Rory. It's really fun to watch. I'm not sure they developed the, the character of the pirate captain as much as maybe they could have. It, it, it rings a little hollow the way he's interacting with his child. 
Um, I think there's probably a time constraint. I guess some things probably got cut out. But overall, I think it's an enjoyable episode. Especially from such a great character, actor like Hugh Bernalville. Yeah, well, it's not him. No. That, that it, it's really more that the character is just not developed all that well. Fair enough. Mikey, what about you? Uh, yeah, this is my second or third viewing, um, and I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it the first time, and uh, but I hadn't seen it since in a while. And uh, in fact, when I watched it the first time, I didn't realize that uh, the captain involved was Henry Avery, um, or Avery, um, I guess it's known as two different ways, but um, yes. uh, who is, you know, um, the... Uh, precursor uh well it was an actual figure who disappeared under mysterious circumstances so um it fits um also i guess he is uh, attributed to um creating or using the black spot so i mean it really does tie into um you know his time period as a captain uh i know that in literature he has uh, been mentioned as the one who sort of leads up to um or discovers the what what goes on to later beyond uh be in literature treasure island so the treasure island tie-ins are much very much there as well so that's that's kind of nice um so but yeah that that was completely lost on me the first time i saw it um and i don't think to mary's point i don't think they do a very good job really letting you know who this is uh, that it's a actual historical figure because i don't think at any point the doctor recognizes him as as an actual person and usually we get some sort of recognition on him like wow i know who you are you know but in this one he you know matt acts pretty pretty i mean he, he does his thing which is great but he acts like pretty flippantly like you know i mean right when they're introduced he's like yo ho ho or do you not say that sort of thing like he just is really flip about the whole thing um which is fine i mean that's what matt does and he does it great um, but it does kind of off put the, 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 uh, the whole, uh, historical value of this. I mean, I do like the fact that, uh, Doctor Who consistently, like, there's usually right away early on in the season, it's either the first or second episode, you're going to get a historical episode, which is always fun. Um, so, uh, so knowing that, um, you know, I like, um, uh, Hugh Bonneville a lot. Uh, of course, I love him in uh, Downton Abbey. Just saw him in the movie, and he was great. Um, I'm not sure he's cast really well in this because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that Hugh doesn't have a range, but I can't see him as a bloodthirsty criminal. Like, I just can't. Like, he's too Tom Bosley to me. <laughs> like, uh, like, like uh, you know, like, I just, I feel like he's, you know, and, and his beard looks great. I mean, he's doing a great job selling it and everything. And in the case of this story, even though we are told that he's a bloodthirsty guy, he is not that bloodthirsty guy, this character. Um, so yeah, we are not shown that at all. No, not at all. Not at all. So I think that that is kind of a disconnect there as well. Um, so, I mean, he, the actor is fitting the character that they're using for this particular story rather than a true depiction on who that actual um, pirate figure was. So, um, but I like the story. It is a little sloppy. I think the plot, I think it, it, it does get a little messy and it's kind of crazy. It's like, why does she take everybody but Rory? Like, like, it's just like, it doesn't seem to make any sense in the first part of it. Like that Rory sticks around for as long as he does. Um, but, uh, 
Um, but it is fun. It is fun watching them interact uh, with the pirates. Uh, I do like this trio of Matt and, and uh, the other two, like they, it's just like they, they do a great job together and having adventures. And this is fun. Uh, but I think the script could have gone through a couple more passes in order to be like tighter and, and a little bit more interesting. Um, because I do like the premise. I love the premise that the fact that, you know, they use this sort of, again, this legend of sirens in the, in the, in the sea that are attracting pirates that are attracting sea seamen and sea you know, um, and trying to take advantage of them. And I like that, but instead you flip it and they're actually trying to heal them rather than to kill them. I love that idea. I don't think it really nails it though. I think it's kind of, kind of weak. So, um, and if, if I'm not mistaken, this is at a time period where like Rory is dying like every other episode, right? Oh yeah, yes. this is pretty, this is yes. pretty much uh, Rory was the Kenny of you know Doctor Who, right? Right. He even so, di- he even dies again in the next episode. So, so I was gonna say like so with you know the spoilers for the whole like season or whatever between you got Rory dying every other every every other episode. Something's going on with Amy. We find out later that that. I mean, I'll say it. This is not really Amy. This is kind of Amy, but it's not, right? No, it's gang- um, it's Ganger Amy. Yeah, it's Ganger Amy. And with what's going on with the Doctor, you know, uh, what we've seen in the first two episodes, what his quote-unquote fate is. So everybody on the TARDIS has something else beyond this going on. And uh, I think it, you know, it works, but it is kind of like it does feel more like a transitional episode than a one that stands on its own. I do wonder how much of that had to do with some of the behind the scenes. Um, Cause I've seen a couple of times um, a couple of things where supposedly this was actually originally going to be like the ninth or 10th story in the season, mm. but Moffat decided the, the first half was so grim that they needed to, to drop that in there to kind of break that, to keep it from being just too intense and grim. And sometimes I wonder, having read that, if maybe the writer was like, uh, okay, I've got some time. I can hit it a couple of more times. And then suddenly it was like, I'm stuffed (laughs) here, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. And and that could very well be. Um, Got a question for you. I watched this on HBO Max. (sighs) Yes. So I did not, I was not privy to, I know that there was a um, sort of prequel a short that was filmed uh, that was that aired or that was part of this, but I did not see that. Um, I, I I'm hoping that's included on the DVD slash Blu-ray. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hear it's not really that vital to watch it. It's just sort of a lot of, is it backstory with the pirates? Is that what it is? Yes. yes. Basically, it's basically Avery. Yeah. Gotcha. Talk- it is, and it's interesting too because they did a whole series of those little short prequels between the episodes um, through the out this season, era. right? Yeah, they even did one with you know River Song and the Doctor going out on their date, and they were you know basically there was like four or five incarnations of River and the Doctor, you know, because wibbly wobbly timey wimey coming into the TARDIS at the same time. And so it was just it was interesting to see um, some of those, and some of them were good, some of them were like meh, and everything. So, but yeah, and I did I did enjoy it. I thought it was very you know this episode. 
I loved, you know, you got Rory as a nurse. You got Rory, you know, you know, talking about, you know, hey, you know, I don't want to stay here forever, you know, on the ship. You know, I'm a nurse. If, you know, do CPR on me, basically telling Amy what to do. And it's just like, you know, and it was just like, and she did a really crappy job at CPR, folks. She <laughs> he doesn't even really, he doesn't tell her what to do. He just says, you know, like you see in the TV yeah. show. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that was the exact wrong advice. Yeah. 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 And I'm really struck by the fact that the 11th Doctor is so flip about Rory. Um, you know, Rory has got the black spot. He, you know, and, and the, and I know the doctor's probably trying to lighten the mood or whatever, but he's just like, you know, well, we all got to go sometime, Rory. And and even, you know, the fact that he's, you know, he needs CPR to be saved. He just like kind of stands, like sits back and like lets her do all the work. I'm like, I know you know how to save someone through CPR. Now, I'm not saying that you should be doing the CPR, but I'm like, you should at least like, I don't know. He just sort of just stands there like he doesn't care one way or another. And then when she fails... Quote, or seemingly fails, which is a really, really cheap device that should be not allowed on any other TV show from here on out. Like, like you know, how many times have we seen the person do CPR and then we go, oh, they didn't make it. And then like cough, 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 cough. Like it's just it's just weak and it's lazy. Oh yeah, yeah I, I agree. That was very lame. They yeah, really and that you know, out. the TARDIS should have all this medical equipment on it, you know, because it's traveled all across the the galaxy to all these different planets. You know, oh, somebody's drowned. Oh, let's just give him a pill, or you know, put it, or you know, put him, you know, put him under this ray. He'll come right back. You know, something well, like that. Plus, I mean, he's on a medical in a medical bay, and he's like, "I'm sorry, but I'm I'm drowning, so she can't save me." I'm like, "Really?" They can't, they don't have something that can take water out of your lungs. Like, like, like that just, it didn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, that, like, that's what I said. Like this really needed a few more the, passes. The, the only thing with that, where that not making sense made sense to me is that it's similar to what was discussed in um, uh, Eccleson's story with the child in that this technology it may look human now because it's been encountering humans, but it wasn't human. And it kind of sort of recognized how to stabilize a life form, but it didn't know. Wait a minute. Okay. So if I take this out, what actually happens? Cause I don't know anything about these when they're not screwed up. And that's the only thing I could, could reason I could think for that. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, but you know, you've got two people there that can, and three, if you count Rory, oh, that can yeah. like tell her what to do. Like, it's like, yeah. it's not that, you know, like it just, it's, it's weak. It needed, this really needed a couple more polishes. I think. If you were more, in, if the robot or computer system was more intelligent and the AI, it should have been able to read the human anatomy or let somebody tell it what it, you know, <laughs> you know, Hey, this is how you save this person. This is what you do. And of course, then it, then it reads one of the only two well people in the room and gets the one that's not human. <laughs> oh, all right. of these all of these people are missing a heart. Hang on, let's fix that. <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden, they're all going surgery because they're getting second hearts implanted in them. Yeah, could 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 be interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, you know what was it the the siren herself? What was her name? Lily Cole, and mm-hmm. 
you know, she didn't do much for me. It was, it was a neat effect the first couple of times. And it was neat seeing her coming out of the water, like her arm or coming out of the reflection and stuff like that. That was kind of neat. I liked the, the premise of it. And I loved how the whole story the, throughout it, the doctor, you know, that theory I had before, ignore that one. And he did it multiple times. <laughs> and it just showed me how great Matt was as the doctor. He was fun. And, and I agree with what everyone was saying is they needed a fun episode for this because of everything else that was going on in that season. And this was a, more lighthearted and everything. It, it wasn't rah, rah, ha, ha, ha throughout the whole episode, but it was lighter than compared to the rest, which was kind of cool. I enjoyed that it was lighthearted, but I also give it some credit that um – it played a little bit in the realm of horror, not too deep, but it did it well. It kind of, it stuck to that British tradition of like the stone tapes and Quatermass. You know, here's this horror legend, but we're going to wrap it in some sci-fi and make it work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. So that I'm a particularly huge fan of like Quatermass and, and things like that. So I that probably skews my view on it a little bit. Because I love things where they they figure out how to do that, and they make the horror element work until they kind of let you off the horror hook with the sci-fi. No, totally yeah, understand you, that. Like in the first part, you just got this this you know siren that you know we know from legend it does not end well when they when it catches its victims and it's like it just keeps coming it keeps coming it keeps coming and you know and so yeah i do get that that horror vibe from it as well exactly and that was pretty cool you know you know them running and trying to hide and lock themselves in you know the cabin and or anything and it was just like and it was just it was cool and I enjoyed, you know, seeing that kind of stuff because, you know, this is still what the 17th century, the end, you know, the end of the 1600s, you know, they had superstition and everything was so out there at the time. It was just, and you know, you, you didn't know what was, you know, they believed in sea monsters and mermaids and, you know, krakens and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was neat to see. Uh, you know, they had to throw in the kid element and, you know, make it a little more lighter there and with the sun. And so it was, you know, he just, and he just happened to be hidden there for how long, you know, yeah. Yeah. weeks and weeks in a gunpowder barrel. Yeah, exactly. And, and plus he's got typhoid fever. Yeah. So I think they would be opening up the barrel to a dead kid in reality. You know, <laughs> yeah. come on. Because Dr. Who, you know. <laughs> Especially since I thought he got it from his mom, because that was they—they they had it kind of in the oh, it's—it's it's kind of the lighter moment. His son is stowing away. Your mother's going to be missing you. No, she's not. Hmm. <laughs> you know, she got the fever, exactly. and it was like ooh. But oh, I. But what you were saying about the doctor uh, having all those observations and never mind. Yeah, that, that was one thing that I did enjoy looking back at the episode again was as he kept going through all of those theories and they were falling apart all the new reasons all the new things really worked well it was like it wasn't just completely out of nowhere this doesn't work well why because this and it works in the overall myth it's like 
She's getting in. How is she depopulating entire ships? She's coming in on the water. Well, there's water everywhere on the ship, except for where the gunpowder is. And then they realize, oh, he realizes, nope, that's not it. They're depopulating all these ships because they have jewels, gems. It's not water. It's a reflective surface. And so, like, that still makes sense. And it works with the with a reasoning for, for how it could have depopulated all these ships and disappeared all these ships before. You know, it, it all kind of held its logic fairly, but it held it. And I, I, I liked the way they went through all of those. Mm-hmm. Emily, what, tell me some of the stuff that you liked about the episode. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, never apologize on the show. We never do. <laughs> well, I mean, the story, I guess is what I found interesting. And I did notice how near the end you could see a character which they were going to be bringing in later on. It was the woman with the thing on her eye. Oh, the eye patch mm-hmm. lady. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that was very interesting because I recognized her from a, a book I have about Doctor Who. And I was like, oh, wait, this must be leading up to something bigger. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You have a lot of cool stuff to watch ahead of you. Okay, so I was going to mention something, but I'm not now, just in case. (laughs) You haven't watched the rest of this season, so things are going to be spoilers for you. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep that shot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. I don't. I, yeah, the, the 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 surprises that are going to come in this season are cool, and I don't want to ruin them for you by accident. No, exactly. We do, we would not ever do that to some. We don't mind it doing it to the people at home, but not anyone who's on the panel <laughs> with us. We would never do that. We definitely would not do that. But yeah, so I'm glad you enjoyed it and everything. And any other thoughts everyone else has on this episode before we go ahead and rate tonight's? I did think it was interesting, especially since we were, you know, sort of comparing and contrasting it to Legend of the Sea Devils, uh, two pirate stories. Um, and I think, uh, unfortunately for me, both of them are, are a little lacking. Um, I don't know um, about this one, but, you know, I still think there's a great Doctor Who pirate story to be told at some point. Um, although, you know, maybe maybe it was the smugglers. We just won't know because it never, we don't, it doesn't exist anymore. So maybe at some point we can see an animated version of it. Uh, although I do understand that, uh, the pirate in this, uh, Henry Avery is mentioned in the smugglers. So I do think that's kind of uh, a nice tie in. It was interesting when I first, you know, saw this, I hadn't, of course, Doubt Abbey wasn't around at the time. So that was my first introduction to Hugh and, I thought he made a great pirate. Now that I see him and, oh, it's Lord Grantham, you know, it's just like, you know, it doesn't have the same feel for me a little bit. That's the only thing that really got taken away from me with it, you know, you know, all these years later. And I thought it it was fun. And Amy looked gorgeous as a pirate (laughs) and everything. It's just like, ooh, she's cute. So it was it was pretty cool. And, but I liked, I liked it. And you know what? You know, we'll go ahead and rate this now. One out of five TARDISes. One is being the worst. 
five is the best. And you can do half tardises. Jerry, I'll let you go first. Um, it's a hard one to rate. I'm going to end up saying three and a half. Um, it feels like it should be a better rating because when you watch it, it's just a lot of fun. And it's such a fast ride and you enjoy it. But yeah, then you realize where all the little problems with it are later. It doesn't diminish the enjoyment, but some of it that don't hold together well. But it's a fun doesn't hold together well. Okay. All right, Emily, you're up. One out of five um, TARDISes. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say two or three because I've, I've seen better episodes of Doctor Who. Okay. But, I mean, it's still good, in my opinion, but not the best I've seen. Okay. So you think you could even do a two and a half if you want, okay. since you said two or three. So yeah, yeah, two and a half. Okay, that's fair. All right, Mary. I'm kind of with Emily here. It's, <laughs> it's like it's it's middle of the road, you know. It's I'd probably give it a three because it's one of those ones that's actually better on the rewatch. And, uh, and I think it's actually, in a way, better on its own than being surrounded by the other episodes because the other one, the ones that are around it are so good. Um, I mean, it's enjoyable, but it's got real problems. And I think it really falls apart when they make it to the spaceship. Uh, but, you know, it's still fun to watch. The pirate part is especially fun to watch, plot holes and all. So, I mean, I'd, I'd recommend people watch it. And I think, yeah, I think I give it about a three. Okay. Mikey. It is amazing to me. Like a lot, a lot of us are saying, like, "Oh, upon this rewatch, it's better than I remembered it being." Well, that's amazing how much like three seasons of Chibnall can do to us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, some of these uh, mediocre episodes seem a little bit better now. Um, <laughs> if if I was curve based on, on that, if I was grading on a curve based on that, it'd be a four and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it would be a 10 out of five. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm going to give it a three and a half, um, because I do think it's, while it has issues, it is a fun story. Um, and I do think, uh, it does move pretty well. Uh, like I said, it's a little sloppy, but I think, um, you know, that's only after, you know, you watch it. And as Jerry's pointed out, like, again, you have time to think about it. But while you're watching it, it's pretty fun. Um, and, you know, normally that would just and it's fun watching the doctor and Amy and Rory together. I love them as a as a combination. So that automatically is going to give them a three. You put Amy in a pirate outfit and that's going to skyrocket it to a three and a half. Like so. Um, so that that that's where I stand on it. Three and a half. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to give this one, I was going to do a three and a half, but then there was Amy in the pirate outfit. So <laughs> I'm probably going to move that up to four. He's so. going to move it up to an 11. <laughs> touche, Mr. Gordon, touche. But I'll do a, a solid four. I liked it a lot more this time than I did the first time that I watched it. And I actually like this more than the last Jody uh, pirate story. And I thought this one, this one was more comforting to me than the, the, the Jody, you know, sea devil story. 
Um, it was it was nice to see Jody back and everything and the crew, but this one. I thought moved a lot easier than the other one, and actually didn't feel like there were scenes cut out that were missing, like in the Jody one. So it's amazing what a what a good writer can do with two companions. Exactly, yeah. which you're you're completely right. The one thing I I had an issue with I was going to bring up during the regular part of the show was you know everyone else you know who just had paper cuts or little scabs or you know slug bites or something on them. They were all under sedation and everything. But when the doctor, the captain, and Amy went, they were woke up on the floor somewhere, you know. Yeah, that was just a big plot hole. That was just like, that didn't make sense. It was yeah. just like, wait a second, you know. But I enjoyed the story. I would recommend somebody watching this. I, well, I recommend anyone watch the whole season if you get a chance and watch it in order and everything. Hear that, Emily? So, I was going to say, he's talking to you, Emily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but um, it is a great, great, fun storyline. And it it just gets better and better all the way through the end of the season and everything. And this is, you know, the heart of Matt Smith's era. And I think, you know, this is some great writing by Moffat, some great direction. And this is what you get when you get a good showrunner. And at this point, you know, I think maybe Moffat went a little bit off the rails after this, but, you know, I think at this point he was amazing. And I'm so glad we got to review this one. So we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us feedback at our station who.com you know it was fun and i definitely would love to hear what other folks have to say about it um want to say thank you to everyone who's been writing us about um, episode 300 and how much of a good time they had listening to us talk all about the new doctor and you know some of the feedback and such and it's very cool and you know thank you guys 300 episodes that's nothing to laugh at and you know you know, after I've edited all of them together, you know, <laughs> it definitely is not something to laugh at. So it's definitely always fun to talk to new people like Emily or friends like Jerry. And, you know, having Mike and Mary here is just always grand. So it's great to have everybody here. And, of course, we will be back again in two weeks. And we are going to be going back to the first Doctor era. And we are looking at Galaxy 4. And the the newest animated special, so definitely going to be interesting to see. I've none of us have seen it, so it's going to be very interesting to get some reactions for this one. So it should be very cool. Let's thank our guests for being here tonight, Emily. You made it through your first podcast. You did great. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> so. Are you going to be going to any other cons coming up, or do you have um, anything else? I mean, I've gone to other conventions in the past because of traveling, and it was just conveniently timed. But all I know is that I'm going to be going to Comic-Con Junior um, in October. Oh, South Carolina yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, most likely, definitely, <laughs> the South Carolina Con- Comic-Con convention. Yeah, the one I went to in April, that one. <laughs> okay, awesome. 
That's going to yeah. be great. So we'll see you there. Stop by our table and we'll chat more Doctor Who. Because by then we'll have a brand new doctor to talk all about oh, and everything. So it should be a lot of fun. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. And Jerry, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah. No, thank, thank you for having me on again. Uh, I appreciate any time that I can. Oh, dude, you are awesome. Are you, you going to, we going to be seeing you this year or are you still up in the air? Now, um, unfortunately I'm not up in the air. Uh, I haven't put the reasons out on social media because the person that is the reason yeah. hasn't put the issue out, but, um, I, I, you'll catch, at least you'll understand this. The issue that we had with my father a short while back, we're now having with Jen's mother. So understandable. We have to be here and ride everything out and make sure everything's clear. So it that basically killed everything for the year. That's understandable, dude. Totally understandable. But we appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight, and we'll have you up more often when you have time. Not with my schedule, unfortunately. <laughs> four, four, four to midnight and crazy random scheduling. Yeah, that's so much fun. Uh, well, you know when we record. Yeah. So whenever we can work it in, exactly. you're invited, man. You always have an open door. Thanks. So does Emily, so it's okay. She's always welcome back. If, she, if we haven't scared her away yet. <laughs> no. Awesome. And, and can I plug a convention? Partly I'm thinking of plugging it because of, of Emily. Okay. You, it's unfortunately it's going to be too late for you this year because it's actually coming up this weekend. But if you're in the Carolinas, uh, you should check out Carolinas up in Charlotte. A lot of good people, definitely a lot of other Whovians that show up. And if you want to hear about it, if you dig in the ESO archives, several of the ESO people have have gone up there and recorded stuff and talked about it so you can get a better idea of it but it's, it's a good con full of good people and yes there's some really cool Whovian stuff that shows up there from time to time exactly so you might have some fun maybe next year and everything but it would be very cool because that's up in charlotte right yeah charlotte north carolina yeah but it's not right that off, far from you like exit i think i want to say exit 47 going down 85 yeah, yep. it's not downtown. No. Yeah. At least not when I went. The, the, yeah. I think they're in the same hotel, but um, yep. yeah. They're, it's cool. They're, they're back in the hotel that's got the giant man-made lake that's full of uh, oh, yeah. of ducks, turtles, and leeches. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it fits right into this episode. Perfect. Yes. So that is awesome. So very cool. Thank you, my friend. And, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, we made it through another one. We did. As always, it's my pleasure. And Mary... Thank you as always. Yes, thank you all for being here. I'm so glad Emily could make it and be part of Doctor Who. Exactly. And you know what? I think, you know, we'll give you a little chance to shout out about your artwork because love what you're doing. You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Awesome. What's up, Emily? Oh, no, it's just... <laughs> Emily, do you have do you, do you do artwork as well? You do artwork? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Do you put it anywhere online yet, or do you just... Well, the only thing I really have where I can post pictures is on DeviantArt, 
even though I, I don't like that website very much. It's very weird. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 the interface name. is yeah. very weird. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, it's, that's really the only place that I post my art. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That is really awesome. You're going to be a very well-known artist, and you could say, oh, I got, you know, I remember when I sat in with those guys from that Doctor Who podcast, you know. And now, you know, look at me now. I'm in my mansion and, you know, have artwork going on all the time and everything. So, and we'll just be like, we knew her when. We knew her when. So, that is awesome. So, keep up the work. Can't wait to see your stuff. Because, you know, anytime anyone does any kind of artwork is just amazing. And I love that kind of stuff. So, very cool. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this episode. You can find us, of course, wherever fine podcasts are found. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, stay safe. Hug your loved ones. You know what? Get your COVID booster if you can. And you know what? Just try to have some fun. Try to stay safe with everything. And be goofy if you can, too. That's always a good thing. We will see you next time on Earth Station Who. Peace. And we are done. Woohoo! You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.